This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help, when I was young, was so much younger than Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we say this, I, I, and I don't say that sort of heartedly because we saw some numbers this past week. So, again, I'm going to just thank all of y'all for uh, making Sam and I part of your your Saturday and Sunday mornings. We're going to get all that back, which is, you know, there's a little period right now where things are going on, a lot of football going on and, and decisions are being made, but we ain't going no place. You may be a little less of us, but we will be back and we'll be back in our spots. And so everything will be cool. Uh, again, as we say, top of the hour, good morning, Georgia morning. And a good morning to folks up in your neck of the woods, man. A couple cities. I did two the last time. I'll do Norcross and Doraville. Norcross you find and Doraville. Folks. Yeah. And Doraville, right there at the end of the martyr line. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a and, lot of stuff going on up there now with the, with the uh, third rail studio. That's right. Up there, so that's, that's right. a lot, lot happening. You, you see you see that uh, Channel 46? I'm not saying they stole this because this is one of the oldest things you do in broadcasting. You connect to the audience. But I, we've been doing it, I don't know how long I've been doing it here with you, years and years and years, but, you know, they changed some things around at one of the TV networks here locally, and now they, they're doing it. Tonight's, hey, what did the last one I saw was, and everything you need to know about Kennesaw on tonight's 46 News or well, something no, like that. Nope, nope, it doesn't say 46 or, anymore. Or the, oh, yeah, that's right. What did they say? Uh, they say? Atlanta News First. That's right. A&F. Yeah. And yeah. just like, you know, um, um, CW69 is now Atlanta Now News. Are we getting to the point where the number really doesn't mean what I it guess is? not. I because guess not. Because everybody doesn't, it's not that. On everybody's system, whichever way they use to get their the stations, either you know on the dish or stream or you know it doesn't matter. Do you know of anybody in your life that has that shares the same birthday with their another family member, like their kids or you know cousin, something like that? I think I think I know a couple people like that. I never met anybody like that who has this, who shares the exact same birthday, especially like a mother, daughter, mother, son, you know, something like that. Father, father, son. 
Well, we came back with help, and that's the case today. John Lennon would have been 80 years old. Two to, actually, 80, I think 82 today. Okay. But it was, it was his birthday, and his son, Sean, was also born on October 9th. Whoa. Dude had, uh, you know, and I've told this story before. And again, people, I've been hearing to say, I don't know why. I just like talking about, and I'm always intrigued with things, who people who have done some stuff. I'm not necessarily fans of them, but I'm going to acknowledge the effort and what you have achieved. Okay, whatever it is. And say what you will about these dudes. These guys set the world on fire musically for about a decade and then went away. And people are still talking about them. So he finishes with the Beatles. They shut things down in 1970. He doesn't do anything. Right. And in a couple concerts here and there, there's the famous story with him and Elton John, uh, where he wrote a song with Elton and they said, if you go to number one, you got to perform with me. Anyway, he puts his guitar down in 1975 when his son is born with Yoko because he had a son, Julian, before that. But Sean Lennon's born on his birthday, 1975. Lennon puts his guitar down, does not touch it as the story goes for five years. And then in 1980, he picks it back up. And he said in three weeks, which is unheard of, musicians will tell you, in three weeks he writes an entire album, which was Double Fantasy, and it like got all the awards, if you remember, right. um, at the Grammys. But then, of course, we lose him that year. But this happened, uh, again, his birthday, October 9th. Um, say what you will about him. Still the greatest writing team of all time, or most, most accomplished, let's put it that way, writing uh, team in music history. That him and uh, him and McCartney. So I want to take a second and throw that out there. Corey McCartney's going to join us in a little while. Also, we're going to get you set for Two Guys in a Fantasy, which starts in an hour from now. But uh, this is when we spend some time with Sam talking about what's going on locally and some other stories, too, that have, have touched you. So I'm just going to uh, take a step back and let you have the stage. Yeah, we do. We, well, help was a good thing, a, a good uh, slogan, I suppose, um, for a certain high school, we won't say the school in our area, who's prepared to play their homecoming game this week and there are no officials. The, 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 the officials didn't show up. They tried to get a second set to come in, and everybody's all dressed up and ready to go and ready to, you know, have their, you know, you know young ladies got their hair all did and everything, and and, and they get and no game. Um, now they, this they, wasn't a this wasn't a boycott because officials got problems. No, with, you know, no, like that no, kind of no, thing. no. It's just okay. it's a, a mix up, a misunderstanding of which official officials were supposed to be at this game. And I'm not going to say which school. They ended up having to play the game yesterday. Okay. Um, so that's, that's, that, was something that, that was something that happened. Uh, if you joined us for the High School Scoreboard Show this past Friday night, you uh, heard Chris Parker and I talk with the coach, uh, John Peacock. He is from Venice uh, High School in Florida, and they were in the storm's path, as we mentioned earlier, of Hurricane Ian. Uh, Venice High School football is a proud program. They've won state championships. They play a very challenging schedule. Uh, if you follow schools out of Florida, places like IMG Academy, they're on their schedule. But what happened to them was their stadium got pretty much demolished right. and has been condemned. Uh, they were due to play nine home games this season. That's a lot of income for your athletic program. And now the rest of the games, they're going to have to play away. Um, the team hasn't practiced since the storm. They're due to start practicing again tomorrow with the hopes of resuming their schedule, a shortened schedule, this Friday. And we asked Coach Peacock, Coach, how could we help you on this in any type of way? And he directed us to go to his website. It is VeniceIndianFootball.org. VeniceIndianFootball.org. And I talked with Day Day Lewis. We're going to put this on our high school scoreboard show 
um, a Twitter page so you can see it, uh, slash shop, VeniceIndianFootball.org slash shop. Uh, if you want to make a donation uh, to help them in their recovery of their equipment, uh, the restoration of like their, their press box, uh, the roof torn off their weight room, so all of that equipment has been damaged, um, and uh, they just want to try to move forward. I mean, he said the biggest thing was keeping together with the players. Um, you know, thankful or not, because of COVID times, we learned how to do that through Zoom in different ways, FaceTime, and, and uh, keeping a monitor of how people are working out and conditioning because we've seen all the schools have to do that for a time around here. And so they reverted to that. Um, but still, you know, they want to get back on the field and practice and they want to try to resume their schedule this week. So it was good talking with them. Right. Uh, and that's something that we can do to help them out. And and just to get a feel for what those folks and everybody else, again, Venice, Florida, just south of Sarasota. Sarasota was probably the top end of the cities along the coastline that got that got hit hard. So where my father is, and I, I couldn't sleep for you know, a good couple of days until they got their power back on. But as you went south of Sarasota, it got worse and worse. And obviously things, uh, you know, the eye down there in Fort Myers. I'm going to send you again, and I'm going to just, just throw this out there to get an idea of what these people went through. And if you've not seen the footage, just go to YouTube and put time lapse of Hurricane Ian. And you will see, I think it's one called Max Olson chasing. It's like two minutes. But just to see the beginning of this is the water just started coming down the street and these businesses are there and what happened during and the waves that came up to this camera and 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 then dissipated and and what was left it, it give you an idea it may make you want to reach in your pocket and and help these folks out so again just like i said time lapse of hurricane ian down there it's just uh just devastating and i had really never seen it from that perspective before you see pictures afterwards mm -hmm. but you don't see it as it's happening right and this video so anyway sam and greg sports radio 929 game 929game.com i'll let you continue mr crenshaw yeah we had something else that happened this week closer to home that really shook the foundation we lost a football player in a tragic way uh elijah dewitt from Jefferson High School. A lot of people have heard this story um, about this young man uh, at, at um, uh, just at a shopping facility in the area, Sugarloaf uh, Mall, and uh, just tragic and sad on a on a bye week or off week when I guess people are doing some things they don't normally do when you have a game and you stick to your routines. Um, and sadly, his life w was was lost. I do have a little update on uh, tributes for him this week. Um, uh, a visitation is set up at um, Jefferson Church in Jefferson, Georgia, coming up on Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm. That's the 11th from 6 p.m. to 10, 10 p.m. And then a funeral service is going to take place in the auditorium at the school on Wednesday um, this week, uh, starting at 6 p.m. So that's uh, people who have been keeping an eye. Of course, our condolences go out to um, his family and to all his teammates uh, schoolmates and everyone in that community in Jefferson. That's a tight community that really supports that school and all the programs, um, the athletic program, the, the football team, the track team, uh, everything there. And so, um, you know, your heart just goes out. And um, you feel bad for the coaches, um, obviously, because every coach will tell you they feel like when they're, you know, uh, someone on their team, that they're entrusted to be almost like a parent to those, to those players, those, uh, you know, boys and girls who are at that age. And so um, just a tragedy this week that really kind of shook, shook everyone uh, who follows high school football and high school sports in our area. So you know, it's just uh, keep, this, keep that community uh, in your thoughts and prayers this week.
Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I'm going to talk baseball in a minute here with Corey McCartney. He's going to join us. Also going to talk to Corey about, uh, in case you don't remember this about him, he has a Heisman vote. Yeah, he does. So we're going to talk to Corey about that. Uh, got some other things I want to pass on. I got a fresh casting call. I'll direct you to that later on in the show. I did want to ask you, Sam, yeah. uh, of the games this past week uh, in high school, just any upsets, any things worthy of note, any, 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 I mean, we, we've covered some things, but again, I just was curious about where you, you and um, Chris focused on this week during your show. We talked a, a little bit of, of everything. Of course, this week, the Gwinnett County schools were on fall break, so they were, they weren't playing. Buford wasn't playing. Mill Creek wasn't playing. No Parkview or, or any, any of those schools. But Cobb County was where a lot of the action was. And North Cobb uh, showed us that they're still a force to be reckoned with. They beat Walton this week. Uh, in the game that was shown on, on GPB Sports, and uh, pretty impressive performance, you know, by this team. They lost their quarterback, quarterback Malachi Singleton, for the season. He's on his way to Arkansas, and people figured that team was going to be slowed down some. But there's so much talent on that North Cobb team, uh, and they still went out there and 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 did what did what they did. Now, also, we got Eric Slaughter, and that was a big treat Friday night. Eric was in Valdosta. Okay, he was down in South Georgia at Wintersville. And he had a chance to ex- experience one of the great spectacles <laughs> in high school athletics. Uh, Eric, talk about what you saw down there, man. So either your reports were outstanding. seemed like you were having a good time. You, you know, I've been to many college games. And college games are a, a thing of their own. But for a high school experience, when I pulled off the exit for uh, Valdosta, Georgia, the traffic was backed up to the exit. Slow moving into the stadium. We had to park at Walmart, which is at least a mile from the campus. <laughs> okay. You know, they say 12,000, but I don't think they counted the bands and the media. And the, I saw coaches from every Big Ten program, probably every SEC program, uh, 14, 15,000 easy, one side all black, one side all red. And I tell you, when when that final horn went off, you heard what I described. It was like, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I used the old wrestling term. It was pandemonium. It was insane, <laughs> and just you know, the the thing is this too: the communities, the two schools, eight miles apart, how they really respect each other. You know, they talked about every break. They talked about how they had the golf tournament and which team won, and they had the you know the fundraiser and which team won, and they had this, and it was it was just an amazing experience. Can't wait to go back. Can't wait to go back. <laughs> So. <laughs> and, and do that mile-long walk. Mile-long walk, yes. But, yes. It, but it was worth it. Every, every second of it. Every second of it, yeah. You, you, know. you talked with the principal. One of the, one of the interviews yes. you sent back was the principal and hearing her. And she used to live and work in the Atlanta area. Right. She was a Cobb County uh, employee before she went down there. And, and she said, you know, I have grew up in Metro Atlanta, but it took to come down here to understand the nostalgia of what Southern football, uh, South Georgia football is all about. It was great. Great, great experience. And they were really happy that we decided to come down there. I heard that many times. We appreciate you guys coming all the way down here to to cover this. And I've already um, clipped some of our sound yeah. and sent it to their people. And I think they're going to use some of it for stuff down there. So, great. Help, help me out, you two. Because yeah. I've heard you both, you, you, you talk about the, the way 
the games will just use Macon as the cutoff point, north of Macon. And you talk about the high school games and the programs that we have up here, and I need to be at this game because when these two teams get together, it's this. And now you've been downstate, and you talk about those those special moments that you've experienced there. What is there? Is there an actual difference? Is something tangible that you can say is the difference between those special programs down south of Macon when they play on a Friday night as opposed to up here, or is it just different kind of enthusiasm? Well, when I spoke with both the coach and the uh, director of public relations, you know, the coach said in his interview, we showed up for practice one morning at 7 a.m. and the tickets went on sale to the public and people had slept out in the tents like they do in college. <laughs> okay. He said, my kids are coming in for a 6.30 a.m. practice and there's 400 people in line to get tickets. I've never seen that in the metro area. Have you, Sam? No, have not, have not. He have said that people were camped out. Because tickets went on sale at 7 a.m. and they had been there all night long. Yep. Okay, I it's, guess that answers my question. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? It's a tough job on coaches now because if you're coaching down there, you, that's, that's, a, that's a common thing. And you can't just tell these people just go away. That, that, that's not going to happen. So the pressure is there to, to get results and wins, and those two programs traditionally have been great winners. You know, they also said, you want, you want tickets to this game? You don't want to camp out? Fine, buy season tickets. Yeah, season tickets to the high school and they were sold out. The season ticket allotment was sold out. Hmm. <laughs> all right, that's a different animal. Well, uh, listen, appreciate uh, like I said, all that. We're going to turn things over to Corey McCartney and talk some baseball next, and also get some thoughts on who he's looking at as far as a Heisman Trophy winner right now. Not going to be a repeat. According to Sam, after uh, you know Bryce Young sitting out yesterday, we will have no Archie Griffin in college football this year. But we're going to talk to uh, Corey about. Um, Major League Baseball next, the playoffs, and what the Braves might be thinking, going through, whatever. Just get his thoughts on that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this ninth day of October. Uh, yeah, we got our little short show here, but we're going to just jam a whole lot of stuff in these two hours to get you set for two guys in a fantasy coming up. And of course, then the Wade Ford Tailgate Show and then Falcons down there in Tampa Bay. They're going to take it to them Buccaneers. Going to take it to them. Tom Brady sitting there looking over his shoulder. Hey, what, what, what's Giselle doing? So he got stuff on his mind. This is the you time think to so? get. You this think is so? the. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That dude's a robot. Yeah. So, and and again, if it were affecting him, he would not be there. Yeah, Falcons and, gonna be minus, minus a couple of pieces today. Yeah. No, 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 Kyle Pitts, Kyle no, Pitts, no, yeah. no Cordero Patterson uh, for the game today. So, wanted to throw that. In. We'll talk more, uh, more uh, NFL here in just a little bit. But we got Corey McCartney. On. First of all, I want to thank Corey as we have made this pivot. So has Corey. Um, and again, things will change and we, you know, normally have Corey later on in the show, but listen, if we got to have a guest in a two hour show sitting here on October 9th, it's the guy who's going to be talking baseball. Absolutely. I mean, this, 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 this is the dude right now. First because of all, now we know. Yeah. Now, well, all but one team but, Dodgers but, don't know yet. No, but, but we know, we who, know, we know who the Braves are going to play. Yeah. Phillies. So we say to you and, and Sam again, he's up to be a part of our show, but he's also, he get ready for his own game today too. In fact, he might be on his way. I think we got him in the car, Corey. Is, is that you? Are you on your way there? 
Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're headed up. We got uh, <laughs> got to play in a tournament today, so um, yeah, it's it's uh, there's some that's a smell in the air, and that smell is winning. Ooh! Oh, look, look, look he's stealing he's stealing a line from what was that movie? Um, Apocalypse Now. There you go. Yeah, congratulations. I got that one. Yeah, that was the. Uh, you smell that? It smells like victory. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, good morning. Thank you again. And uh, as you have watched how this regular season, I guess this will be my first question, Sam, you can jump it out from here. But I'm curious of what you thought about how the season played out, because throughout the, the regular season, you and I and Sam have talked about this Braves team and how they came back. And and I never wavered from believing the Mets were going to relinquish first place. They did for a minute and they got it back. But man, they brought it down to the wire. But your thoughts on they did everything they could possibly do to line themselves up to be successful, and yet it didn't work out. So talk about first how the Braves handled Scherzer and DeGrom, and then what we saw from Scherzer again as they um, went up against San Diego. Yeah, I mean, it's confounding, right, to think that Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom both you know, get battered by for home runs against the Braves, and then Scherzer goes out and gives up the most he's ever given up in a postseason game, the worst postseason game of his career. I mean, and, and, yeah, I mean, they, they lined everything up to go to Grom, to go Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, and then go Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett again in the NLDS, and they were on the brink of elimination last night with Jacob DeGrom on the mound. So, I mean, it, it, they, I mean they, they played a 623 winning percentage in the second half. The Braves ran them down with a 662. So, as much as a year ago, we watched the Braves not get over above 500 until August 6th, and watch the Mets collapse. There was no collapse this time. They literally just played better baseball than a team who was playing very good baseball in the second half. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Corey J. McCartney, at Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. All right, the Braves have gotten through smoking the cigars and, and wearing the goggles and, and spraying all over. Yeah, you know, that, that never gets old. It's always fun to see. Should we be concerned about having some days off for this team, actually? This is baseball, not football. Yeah, I mean, I think you always kind of have that rest versus rust element of the postseason right. when a team's yeah. off for too long. And you think about, you know, I, I go back to the Detroit Tigers when they kind of ran through the World Series a couple times. They end up losing to the Cardinals. They lose to the, uh, they lose to the Giants. But not to dig too much into it, but I went back and found the study that said since 2004 there's almost no correlation uh, behind teams that have uh, four more days off uh, into a postseason series. It's basically a, twi- a coin toss, uh, how they perform in that upcoming series. But, again, we also don't know how does that go when the team before them has had to play in this really tight wild-card environment. So, uh, you know, obviously pitching, you know, could have gotten burned out in the wild-card series, but the Phillies uh, did not have to do that. They only had to use two of their starters, and they're lined up uh, to potentially go with Ranger Suarez uh, here for this first game against the Braves. The other side of that, though, the Braves had a chance to get healthy, uh, which is a, a big key element for them, especially when we think about Spencer Strider. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com, uh, joined by Corey McCartney. And I want to thank you for that because when you brought up that Detroit Tigers analogy, a lamp just fell or got knocked over in my house. So, some, so somebody heard that. <laughs> I think Jesse got hit in the head with something. Oops. Um, so, so we look at this series. 
against the Cardinals. Uh, I, I mean, excuse me, against the uh, the Phillies. I want to put a bow on a couple Hall of Famers' career and get your thoughts on real quickly because we listen. I don't really have anything to analyze or questions about with this Braves team. They're doing what they they did what they had to do. They got the rest. We can talk about what kind of platooning is going on out there in left field because that's really the only concern. Who's going to play there on a regular basis? But I would imagine matchups will dictate that. But we say goodbye to an Albert Pujols and a Yadier Molina who leave exiting stage left and going right into the Hall of Fame. And and your thoughts on these two players? I mean, obviously, uh, Pujols, you're talking about one of the greatest right-handed hitters in history and, you know, we can debate, you know, whether guys were clean or, or dirty when you think about other guys that were in that class of him and 700 home runs. But um, obviously, you know, one of the greatest hitters of all time. And then Molina, I mean, you know, a guy that was just – I think there's kind of a straight line when you think about those greatest catchers, right? And I think you go from Pudge, Ivan Rodriguez, to him uh, in terms of the guys that, you know, were really those those standard bearers and guys that were just putting in the work and just, you know, well, you know all the amount of games he put in behind the plate. And um, certainly, you know, they're going to be missed for that franchise. And, uh, you know, now you think about, you know, that next era of Cardinals and they've got obviously some really good guys in Goldsmith and Arenado uh, to, to bring it up. But think about homegrown guys that they had there. And uh, those, those two were really special. Uh, man, I, I'm sorry, Sam, you're going to jump in here. Who would you rather have, the Alou brothers or the Molina brothers? Speaking of baseball royalty. I think I'd rather have the Molinas. Uh, Think about a position that's hard to fill for long periods of time. Uh, I think I'd rather have the Molinas. Fantastic, folks. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney, who, in addition to covering baseball, also has a Heisman vote. Before you get away from here, we want to get your thoughts on the Heisman chase. And um, Bryce Young not playing yesterday, that pretty much – um, still the fact that he will, will not be a repeater? Yep, yeah. I mean, there's only been five guys in history who have ever won the award missing a game. It hasn't happened since 1993 in Charlie Ward. So uh, I think he's still going to show up with some ballots, and obviously he has his own vote. Uh, he can go to the ceremony if he wants to as a returning winner if he doesn't somehow make it back as a finalist. But um, I think everything not playing yesterday certainly fielded up for Bryce Young now winning a second. Who do you see as a, in the driver's seat? Obviously, we got a quarterback at Ohio State that people like, but what about this guy at Tennessee? And if he puts on a good show against Alabama next week, what about Hooker? Yeah, I think Hendon Hooker is absolutely right there. I mean, I think uh, C.J. Stroud by far the, the leader right now in the clubhouse. I think Caleb Williams at USC is another option there, but I think Hendon Hooker is making a really, really big push and obviously a massive game for them next week against Alabama that I think could put him right there. If C.J. Stroud falters, I think Hooker's positioning himself to really be that next guy. I'm curious, as to, again, you know, the old adage was that if you play out there in the West Coast, it's harder for that guy to get the Heisman because not as many people see him. And you're talking about Caleb Williams, and what does he have to do? to get brought back up. If you're talking about Hooker, you're talking about Stroud and, and whoever else on there. So I, I'm looking at the numbers here. Sitting in fifth place is Stetson Bennett. Uh, I don't know what that guy has to do to come up because he's just basically doing his job and these guys run the table. He's still not going to, I think, climb over anybody. But uh, talk about the, the, the top players when they're out west and, and, and their, their chances of getting it or at least jumping over somebody who's in a conference like the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah, so I, when I wrote my Heisman book a few years ago, I had a, a talk with Joey Harrington about, you know, obviously everyone remembers the big billboard that he had in time in, uh, in outside Madison Square Garden, all right. that Oregon and put into him. And he told me that, you know, the guys, after they had that big Fiesta Bowl win, there were guys that came up to him and said, 
that was honestly you were that was one of the best uh, the first times I've ever seen you play. Guys, just back then they didn't see you know these the players as much as they do now. You can find anybody anytime you want, whether it highlights you know games on TV. We didn't have that you know opportunity back then. There's no excuses anymore for not knowing who these guys are. That being said, I mean we haven't had anybody from the from you know the Pac-12 win since Marcus Mariota. Uh, I think the big thing is you know, what can you stay in that college football playoff conversation? The Pac-12 hasn't been able to do that uh, these past four uh, playoffs. So if USC stays in that mix, I think that's how Caleb Williams evolves himself up. You, everything revolves around the college football playoff right now in this sport. That's the biggest key for a guy, I think, in a trophy race. How do you explain to young folks who don't remember when it happened? Because I remember there were jokes, you know, especially um, when he was playing with the Knicks, the greatest, <laughs> greatest quarterback in New York. And this is what Phil, I don't know if Phil Sims or Eli was there yet. Phil Sims might have still been there, but they used to say about the, the Giants quarterback and the Jets quarterback, the best quarterback in New York is playing for the Knicks. How do you, exp- how do you explain Charlie Ward to, to millennials and, and, and family members that are young and don't remember. How is a guy win the Heisman Trophy and ends up playing in the NBA? I mean, it's, it's a little Bo Jackson-esque, right? I, mean, I think a lot because of the injuries, I think there's more people that remember Bo for his exploits on the baseball field uh, than when he was playing for the Raiders. Uh, obviously, he went in the award at Auburn. Um, you know, just an unbelievable athlete uh, in Charlie Ward. And, yeah, I think when we talk about two-sport guys, I think he's someone that kind of gets lost in that shuffle because we automatically go baseball, football, right? You think about Bo Jackson, you think about, you know, Brian Jordan, Bo J- and, you know, Kyler yeah. Murray even. But I, I, I just don't think we go down that road when we think about Charlie Ward. Yeah. I also think that also because offenses have changed and coaches' philosophy about what, what a quarterback is or should be has really changed in that time. If, if he was coming along now, I think he'd be fine uh, with the offenses and the way uh, they, they, that things are coached. Um, that just, I think, kind of hurt him in, in those days. As far as the NFL yeah, goes. Yeah. Right, the NFL coaches yeah, weren't, yeah. Weren't, to, weren't, weren't there yet. Yeah, absolutely. And even guys like, I mean, we go back to Kyler Murray, guys like that, they would have been deemed too small or the other – you know, the way that they work just didn't fit in, in the way uh, teams were operating that, uh, during that time period. And, yeah, I mean, the entire perception of the position has certainly changed. Yep, that's it. Well, Corey, we thank you for spending some time with us this morning. Uh, can't wait to get out to the ballpark this week, see the Braves. Now that we know it's going to yeah. be the Phillies, um, you know, when we've uh, done well against them this season, don't see why that should change. And look forward to seeing them this well, week. Well, Sam, we got to ask an important question. Who's his team playing? Who's your kid's team playing today? And what time's that game get started? Uh, we're playing this, uh, yeah, so we get we play at uh, nine. We're playing this talking baseball team. So um, yeah, we're we're excited. My our big pitcher last weekend, a five inning game, he struck out fourteen batters. Ooh! <laughs> oh! Whoa! Oh, that's that sounds like you. The big so, train. Who that was? They, they, Walter Johnson. Yeah, they got a few more cars in the parking lot this next game. We're gonna oh. get some guys with some with some contracts in their back pocket. Oh hey, my Co- goodness, Corey! That's as right. always, we thank you and. Uh, uh, Listen, as long as you're getting up early, we'll be checking in with you next week, maybe, or as soon as we can. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Corey right, McCartney. Guys. Of course, um, from the Diamond, you can hear her on Saturdays with uh, Corey and Grant McCauley. Up next, we're going to get you started for a full day of NFL action, wrap up some things we haven't had a chance to cover, and then turn things over to a couple guys with a fantasy. They're up next. It's Brian and Bo. It's Sam and Greg, though. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Thank you.
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sam and Greg, we, uh, again, top of the hour here, we're going to turn things over to a couple guys in the fantasy. That's what we are. We're the opening act for a full day. I just want to hear that little flugelhorn there by Clark Terry, Sam. I did that for you, too. Nice. <laughs> nice tip. That was for you. That little present for you. Um, again, we are uh, going to turn things over to uh, Bo and Brian here at Top of the Hour. We're going to talk to him here in a little bit, too. Uh, two guys in a fantasy. We have that, and then they will take you into the Wade Ford Tailgate Show, which, again, will take you then into pro football action. We got... The, uh, we got the Falcons down there in Tampa Bay, and I think this is a perfect time to get at them. Absolutely. You know, he doesn't have all his weapons, meaning Brady. The team is just, you know, they're just not dominating the way everybody speculated. And uh, they may right the ship, but hopefully it won't happen this week. couple things I want to get to before we get on out of here. You had mentioned earlier, um, um, oh, he's not just left my mind here, about um, one of the things that's going on down. Oh, it was um, fall break. Yep. You had mentioned fall break mm-hmm. in um, one of the schools. Well, let me just tell you something, because I haven't really done a full-blown casting call, but I do want to drive you guys to the website, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. Got a brand-new list up there, and there are two things on there I want to mention, and one of them is from Central Casting. They have a great opportunity for those families whose kids are in fall break. Coming up, they literally are giving you a chance. Sign them up for a paid movie extra opportunity. Sam, we talk about this. I brought this up, brought this up the last couple of years. I think one of the unique gifts you could give to somebody, whether it's a birthday or um, as the holidays are right around the corner, is an acting class, is a workshop. Okay. Is a, is a chance. You know, you hear this conversation. Boy, you know, my, my son or my daughter's always talked about wanting to do this, that, or the other thing. Well, here's an opportunity. And there's many more. You can contact me, but there are workshops throughout the city, acting workshops for beginners uh, and for people who've done some things. But Central Casting this week specifically are giving uh, families a chance to put your, and I say this, they're minors, uh, kids into these uh, into these projects, but adults you can sign up too. So again, you'll see that one on um, um, on the casting call list. And there's one more, and there's a there's a big one from uh, casting Taylor made seven year B. Well, it's just it's supposed to be something else. Like you know, a seven year seven year itch. Yeah. This is the seven year, and it starts with a B. Uh, so there's a project with that going on. Tyler Perry's got a project down there. Um, but I want to get this to the top. There was a need for the amputee is still needed. Oh, here we go. Hilton Casting. There is a project uh, called Possum Trot. That's correct. Possum Trot. Possum Trot. Possum Trot is the name of the movie. It is executive produced by Steph Curry and Leticia Wright. Leticia Wright, of course, from Black... Uh, from Black Panther. They are looking for everybody for this thing, but this has to do with the child labor laws and how it got started back in the 70s and where it is today and the growth of that particular organization. And there's been some books and some some things written about it. Well, they are making a movie about it. And Steph Curry is one of the um, executive producers. So that is there. And again, they need everybody, all genders, all ethnicities, all ages, babies, the grandparents. So I wanted to just touch on those two as far as the casting call. Greg.ClarksonOdyssey.com. If you got any questions, you can shoot me a text. It's up, by the way, also on Get Cast with Greg right now on Twitter. Uh, that was one thing. And the other thing is there's a project that's about to come. I don't know exactly when it's going to come up, but I want to ask both of you guys this. Okay. When I mention Daniel Radcliffe, what do you think of? Oh, 
Harry Potter. There you go. Yeah. And 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 you've seen him since he's left that character. But Daniel Radcliffe is is not a. You'll never be confused with a football player. That right. Right. His next project. You know who he's playing. No. Weird Al Yankovic. Whoa. I've read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to see the pictures. That's even better. But Harry Potter playing Weird, Weird Al. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe is five foot five. Weird Al is six two. Whoa. That's going to be it. Maybe six one. But, again, that's, that's where the acting comes in. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and I asked both of you guys this, too. There was a ship called Felicity. Felicity Ace that sunk this past week. Did you hear about this? No, where was this at? I I can't remember where it's at, but it doesn't matter because it sank and it had 20,000 Porsches, excuse me, 20, yeah, 20 to 4, 20,000, yeah, oh, wait. I want to get the number Did right. You say 20, Porsches, like cars. I, they had four million, four hundred million dollars worth of worth Porsches of and Bentleys. Okay, on this ship at the bottom of down, the sea. At the bottom of the sea, right now. You're down there with the fishes. Four. <laughs> just like Luca Brasi. Um, <laughs> four hundred million dollars worth of Porsches and Bentleys sunk on this ship, the Felicity Ace. All right, this is the insignificant information. I want to get that out there because, again, this stuff that I made notes from. Also, Sanibel Island. We talked about Florida. Yeah. These folks that are going back there. It's just not the devastation. This is what stuck with me now, and will stay with me for the rest of my life, Sam. It's when these people go back, especially in Florida, and what they're talking about finding where their home is as they, as they move debris, they are finding pythons, huge snakes, and alligators. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that are that, there. That, that happens with hurricanes, though. Man. That, wildlife gets caught up in it, and they end up places that, you know, <laughs> they don't even know why they're there. But, you know, yeah, that, that happens. Just they, churn they it up, up and telling these stories left and right about all these snakes, big snakes that are coming after folks. And don't go looking for your pets in them areas because that's what they're feasting on, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Down there, so I just another. Uh, again, we, we they're talked trying about to reestablish that. their territory. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as, unfortunately, as, they've been their their homes been moved. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as we, if you have it handy, Sam, before uh, just take over, but give that address again if you have it, or that uh, website where people can donate for Florida, or if you get a second, uh, bring it up again. We talked about it during the local uh, segment. The yeah. folks in Venice, at v- v- Venice High School, VeniceIndianFootball.org/slash/shop. Uh, if you want to make a donation to help them in their recovery efforts, uh, their football stadium was condemned, uh, and they got to play the rest of their games on the road. They were scheduled to play nine home games, uh, so they they uh, they got to play the rest of their games on the road. And we call Coach John Peacock. They'd be very appreciative for anything that you can donate for them. Want to remind people something that's happening right outside our door here at 12 noon. Uh, things that happen here in town. Pride Parade is back uh, after being hi- on hiatus for COVID. Back there, thinking maybe 100,000 people going to be here in the Midtown area. Street's going to be blocked off. So remember, you come to this part of town. Of course, we got Atlanta United happening downtown as well. Uh, so that is happening in our city today. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, two dudes, same fantasy. You guys checking it? They're there, and, and they're here. We got we got we got Boyd Bride here. Uh, Thoughts about what you guys got? Well, wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. We get a little ahead of ourselves there. Didn't you have a read that you had to do? And I gotta I gotta dump this stuff. I was waiting for the oh, sound yeah, from Oh yeah, we sound. Okay. Yeah, but I thought you. I thought you were going to do a, a, a um, uh, something having to do with the station there, because we know you can get everything, games and. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet, as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed. With Sam and Greg. 
All right, I'm going to make this quick here because we got to do. We got a couple guys waiting there. Did you guys know the Washington Monument opened on this day to the public? It was 1888. Would you want to go to the top of that thing back in the 1800s? Hell no. No. No, no, no. I know we got a couple guys in the studio throwing their mics on here. I don't care who answers this. If you guys had to guess, who was the first president of the United States to attend a World Series game? It happened on this date. But do you think you know who the president was? Anybody want to shout out a name? Woodrow Wilson. Wow. Mm, Will oh, he got it. William. He, oh, he got it. He got it. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Woodrow yeah. Wilson, 1915. Control of the board stays with Bo. Uh, Reds and the White Sox. Today was the day that the Reds beat the White Sox. Won that series. And, of course, the White Sox being known as the Black Sox. But that was the last World Series played without a commissioner of baseball. NBC was formed on this day. The first transcontinental flight uh, piloted by a woman happened on this day. Her name was Laura Ingalls. Ain't that the chick from Little House on the Prairie? Uh, that's what I thought. Um, the first electric blanket was sold on this day, $39.50. That seems like a very expensive blanket. Um, and on this day, we talked about Lennon. Um, this would have been John Lennon's birthday. Radio Around the World. Radio Around the World at a certain time all played the song Imagine in 1990. If you remember that, it was on his 50th birthday. Celebrating a birthday today, the most hated man in Brooklyn, New York. Walter O'Malley moved the Dodgers to L.A. Uh, talked about Lennon, born on this day. Uh, also on the same day, Joe Pepitone. I just love saying his name. John Hurley for you uh, Seinfeld fans. Jay Peterman, Mike Singletary, 63 years old today. Annika Sorenstam, 52 years old today. And Orcus, Annika Sorenstam and Kenny Anderson, born on the same day. How I, about that? I give it back to you guys, Mr. All right. I would, well, the read I have is join Sports Radio 99 The Game on Saturday, October 22nd, as we celebrate our 10th anniversary with a party for our listeners at New Realm Brewing Company in Atlanta. We look to see you there. All right, and uh, I, Sam, I don't know if you know this, but I came into the studio this past week, and instead of us doing what we have done so far, and we've enjoyed it when we brought Bo and Brian on, but I gave him a little assignment. I didn't tell you about that. And so for this back and forth, I, I wanted them to tell us the one thing that happened this past week that they'd like to talk about sports-related, other than football, because they're going to be all over football. So I'll let you know, who, who wants to go first, and what is it you want to get off your chest? So quick shout-out real fast for those uh... – Georgia State Panthers, and uh, Sam Crenshaw for hooking me up with some tickets yesterday, man. Went down to the to state, <laughs> watched them crush Georgia Southern, but that's not what I'd like to talk about. So I brought a blind resume with me as the MLB season just wrapped up. You may know where I'm going with this, and if you do, just follow along. So how about this player? 15-9, and nine, finishes the season 15-9 and nine with a 233 ERA, 219 strikeouts, and 166 innings. Pretty solid season for a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah? Sure. How about this hitter that finished 273 356 OBP, 519 OPS, 34 homers, 30 doubles, 11 stolen bases, and 95 RBIs. Pretty solid, pretty solid season for a hitter. Yep. Yeah, same guy. That's my MVP, Shohei Otani. Wow. I absolutely agree with him, Sam. I've been talking about this. This is, 19, this is 1941 all over again. You got a guy, the last guy to hit 400 in this league and was nearly getting to the triple crown, but yet he didn't win it because there was another guy right around the corner who had a 56-game hitting streak. And Joe DiMaggio beat out Ted Williams that year. But Ted Williams hit over 400. And that was the famous year where he had a chance to sit out the last doubleheader, and he didn't. And he went in there and, and ended up with a 406 batting average. 
but yet still did win the MVP. Sorry about that. What's up, Brian? Hey, uh, so for me, uh, baseball this week, I've just really enjoyed the wild card round and the way that it's set up and the three games right in a row, bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Really cool to see the Mariners win a series, and they're going to get to host a playoff game for the first time in 21 years. We get game three action tonight. Uh, between the Mets and the Padres, that's going to be fun. And yep. Buck Walter is going to get made fun of for keeping Edwin Diaz in that game. And I can't uh, wait until that blows back in their face. I'm really looking forward to that later on today. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you guys got coming up here, coming up in just a few minutes? Well, we actually have a game kicking off in London at 930. So injury reports are going to uh, be coming out right at about 9 o'clock for that one. Giants Packers going to get you ready for that. We're going to get you ready as much as we can for your uh, NFL slate this afternoon. We do have a lot of players that have already been ruled out over the uh, last couple of days. Yeah, and this is the Packers are the last team in the NFL to play in London. This is the first time They've Aaron Rodgers will be there, which means he'll probably put up four or five touchdowns on my Giants Man. today. Uh, you know, he was I, actually complaining earlier in the week that he wanted to be on London. Yeah, he, he's going to want it. This is going to be a game that for like his little legacy and all that, he's going to want to put up some numbers in this one. They goes. steal his passport and keep him there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know his, his girlfriend Moonbeam probably made the trip. They're going to go out. Crushing some fish and chips after this game. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen. Folks, that's coming in just a few minutes to, to do St. Fantasy. Don't forget, coming up today, you got Falcons and Buccaneers. The pregame is 11 o'clock. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock. Atlanta United is taking on New York City FC. That's on Star 94. So make sure you tune in that. That's the last home match end of the season for Atlanta United. And coming up tonight, a 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock kick Sunday night game, Cincinnati and Baltimore. That is coming up. Uh, Eric Slaughter, exemplary work as always, other side of the glass. Thanks Thank you, Eric. Uh, and Greg, and for you? I'm thinking of my father tomorrow night, the game that brought us together, the Raiders and the Chiefs playing out, except it's now Vegas. But looking forward to that one. I'll be thinking about uh, Big Bill. All right, dude. Yeah, you you have a great weekend and a great week. I'll do the same. Uh, but Greg Clarkson, Sam Crenshaw, thanks so much for joining us. Stay tuned and enjoy your day here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.